Welcome to the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour. Driven by Sanderson Ford. Your weekend wake-up tradition. It's Rosie on the House. And a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning to you all. Kind of nice not having to worry about going to sleep or waking up to the earth shaking underneath you. I think uh, real estate value in Arizona just notched up it about just, another 20%. Uh, it just it just <laughs> notched up. It just notched up. We are now into the month of July, and our Arizona staycation focus shifts from the beach shore property of the Nautical Resort in Lake Havasu City to a town in the mountains. It was described in a book, Tales of Lonely Trails. At last we summoned the rim from which I saw a scene that defined words. It was different from any I had seen before. Black timber, far as the eye can see, when I saw the vast bull of forest ridges and dark lines I knew to be canyons. For wild, rugged beauty, I had not seen its equal. Zane Gray, describing his his impression of leveling out the plateau on rim country. Yeah. Yeah, what? well, his cabin wasn't far from Payson, that's for sure. And it wasn't always called Payson. It's been called a lot of different things. I, if I'd have told you to meet me in Green Valley, you know, you might have gone south, but I might have meant yeah, Payson. That's right. Long Valley, Big Valley, Union Park. It wasn't until the arrival of the post office in 1884 that it was named after Illinois Center Lewis Payson, who helped establish the post office. Very good. It's home of the world's oldest continuous rodeo, and we'll talk about that through this week. <laughs> there's, there's a very key word, oldest continuous. There's yep. a, a Payson Prescott uh, headbutt about the situation. Oldest continuous. Many rodeo legends, including nine-time world champion and co-founder of the PBR and Arizona native, Ty Murray, competed many times there. And you can sign up for your Arizona staycation at rosieonthehouse.com slash travelaz. Right now we're taking entries for August winner who will be traveling to the Pines Hotel in Cottonwood. Also around the state this weekend, the first Saturday of the month. So we've got Steam Saturday if you enjoy trains. They fire up the old steam engine in Williams, Arizona. You can find that in our community calendar at rosieonthehouse.com. And uh, we... Sometimes the broadcast falls just before the 4th of July, but very rarely do we follow right after it. And there's a lot of different ways that Arizona celebrates 4th of July. We thought it'd be fun to highlight a few of those. For example, in Cochise County, are you familiar with the Benson's annual firefighters water fight? No, but it sounds fun. They, on, on a tether line up above, they put a barrel on a rolling pen. And the firefighters have fire hoses, and they've got a team on this side and a team on this side, and you've got to shoot the barrel across the other guy's line with uh-huh. your water gun. Okay. Sounds like grown-up fun. Yes. <laughs> Fight in the water park at, in Benson, Arizona. You also have uh, in the White Mountains. Alpine. Actually, you're not too late to celebrate. Today is their big day, and they start the morning, and they have an um, artisan display. They have parades. And in the evening, they'll have a barbecue craft and uh, barbecue and a craft fair, as well as their fireworks. And, Romy, if you make it in time, you can catch the worm races. 
Excuse me? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's what I Let, said. I, d- I don't know enough about pack it. Pack the kids, warm- <laughs> honey. <laughs> We're going races. to the warm race. <laughs> well, I know where to get bait. Yeah. <laughs> Last night, I w- this is one of those things that if I didn't have to get up early Saturday mornings, I would have drove up to see this. At the Yavapai County Courthouse Square, the 108th Army Band performed live, and it, they have been touted as Arizona's it's a National Guard comp command in Arizona, uh, and as of May thirteenth, twenty ten, they were designated as the official Army Band of Arizona, and they were performing patriotic songs last night in Prescott. How cool would that have been? That would have been very cool. There's only one thing you haven't brought up that is still on my bucket list: the Anvil shoot. Well, that's this weekend. I like, know. Like, like coming up next weekend, the the thirteenth, I think. Is it? I have one. They also they must have several because Heber and Taylor had one on the fifth. Each oh. of them. So you've you've missed it either way. How, how, how could you not want to see them shoot an anvil in the sky? Huh? Just so long as I know which direction it's yeah. going and I'm standing right. opposite of it. <laughs> Always something great to do in the great state of Arizona. And in Prescott this morning, they're already getting ready and shutting down roads for the parade. 123rd Frontier Days, world oldest rodeo, going on through the weekend in Prescott. Uh, the parade starts around 9 o'clock, and uh, it draws about 45,000 people. Well, you were talking about Payson, and that's where the staycation winners will be going. Uh, and when they go, they're staying at Coles Ranch, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. That's where Jennifer and I stayed on our anniversary. Was that 41 honeymoon. Year, honeymoon 41 years ago? Yep. Yeah. Um, and they've got this event there, the Book Festival. In Payson. Ev- yeah. Ever since it hit my radar screen about four or five years ago, I keep saying, I'm going to make the next one. I'm going to make the next one. I'm well, going to make the next let one. Let me give you a few details in case you still want to try because you have time this year. It's July 20th. It's at the Matizel Casino. It's 9 to 3.30. Last year, this is the fifth year, they had 700 people last year. So expect a crowd, but you get to meet the 90 authors that they have there and get to you know, handle their books, get to talk to them, find the story behind their book. And they also have this year a kids center. So you can, there's all kinds of fun storytelling and puppet shows for the kids. And even the Pace and Community Kids, it's a, it's a little club, they wrote their own book this year. So you can buy that and support their club. You have to be living in Arizona and an author, and we're very fortunate this morning to have talked one of those authors to come in and join us in the studio. You all know him. He's an Arizona icon, Mr. Dave Muncy. Dave, thanks a million for coming in Saturday morning. Oh, thanks for inviting me. You know, you talk about an icon. This show <laughs> is uh, an Arizona legend. It's uh, Yeah, it, but I bet I got into this different than you got into your career. I'm here because of a double dog dare. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you start out in a big family in North Dakota and end up uh, a 42-year weather broadcast anchor in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, I started in a small town. Uh, the town that I was born in, Jamestown, North Dakota, was about 10,000 people. When I was uh, born, and it, it's grown quite a bit since then. It's about 15,000 now. So, <laughs> <laughs> It actually, at one point uh, during my childhood, it was up to about 22,000. It was quite a thriving community. But um, you know, I'll tell you, one of the things, and uh, I don't want, well, this isn't the purpose of being here, but one of the things was the big box stores came in. Yeah. And all the little stores in town kind of went away. So that's, you know, kind of one of the things that, it didn't kill the town, but it, it 
put it up pretty close to yeah, that. Yeah, my, my, you know. my little hometown in South Louisiana is the exact same story. We're, we ended up being 14 miles away from that that big department store from yep. Arkansas that yep. showed up, and it put every little, little, little mom-and-pop shop out of business. And, you know, you understand people having to go there, yeah. uh, you know, to save a little bit of money. But, yeah, it's uh, it's still a good little town. I just was up there a few weeks ago. My dad is still up there. He's 97, and uh, he is in a nursing home up there. But I try to get up there as often as I can uh, to see him. So how do you make the transfer from Jamestown, North Dakota, to Phoenix, Arizona? Well, it's a long it's a long trip, as you might know. And, of course, there are a lot of different roads that I took to get to do that. And that was one of the things that the book was about. I actually started to write the book, Muncie Business, about my career here in Phoenix. And there were a few things that I started explaining in the book that uh, uh, there, was a, there was a situation where they asked us to be celebrity bartenders. And they said, don't worry, we'll have a professional bartender <laughs> with you. And I said, I, I won't need one. I've been bartending since I was 12. And I thought, you know, maybe I should Small explain. Town, yeah. yeah, maybe I should explain what, how I was. And my dad was in the liquor business. And uh, I grew up, uh, uh, I, I literally lived my life uh, growing up in bars and restaurants and uh, pool halls and places like that that my dad was in. And uh, it, it just was part of my life, too. I grew up in an adult world. And at 16, I became the designated driver for a local club in town that my dad ran. And uh, I was driving all the businessmen, the chief of police, the principal of the high school. I was driving them all home on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. And um, it, it did a lot for my tip pocket, but it did a lot in a lot of other ways. I never, ever took a tip from the principal. But mm -hmm. I got paid back in many other ways. There's a couple of stories in the book about it, about how I'd be in detention and he would come in and go, <clears throat> you can go. I'll see you Thursday. You know? <laughs> and and I, so I have two questions. One, why were we in detention? <laughs> and more importantly, there's regions of the country. You've got the moonshine and the Carolinas. You move up to Kentucky and you have bourbon. What, what is the drink of choice in Jamestown, North Dakota? Well, when I was growing up, uh, the farmers, uh, uh, it's a farm community, and it was ba basically a beer with a bump. And that would be a beer with a shot of grain alcohol in it. And, and one of the reasons that became a popular drink was because uh, these guys would come into town after working hard all week. They'd want to have a good time, but their wives would say, no whiskey. <laughs> so <laughs> they'd say, just give me a beer and bump it. <laughs> And they would be on the way home, and their wife would say, "Well, you're 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 weaving quite a bit for three beers." <laughs> I'm just really tired. It was yeah. long. <laughs> but he had three shots of grain alcohol along with that. So, but that was kind of the kind of the drink of choice. Yeah, Mr. Dave Muncie, the weather anchor at Fox for 42 years. Yes, right here, author of Muncie Business, the book that got you invited up to the Payson. Authors. That's what did book it. Conference, That's right? what did it. Okay. And the book's been out how long? The book has been out for a year. On, we published on June 8th last year. So the book's been out uh, for a year. We've done 19 book signings, met a lot of people that yeah. watched me over the years. It's a lot of fun. And we're going to be up in Payson on the 20th once again. And And you've been retired how long? I've been retired for two years now. I thought I saw you just last week. Well, you see me every once in a while. You'll see me on an ad here and there, and I do a little bit. I have a few clients that I do some work for. So you might see me now and then, and that does confuse people a little bit. Some people think 
that I'm still uh, on the air doing the weather, but I'm not. I'm okay. still doing a lot of water safety. I still speak on water safety. And uh, if you need a speaker, you can get a hold of me on Messenger because I, I speak uh, to anywhere, to any size crowd. We, we want to get on the water safety issue, but, want, but we also want to get to weather, too, because that's one of my favorite all-time topics. A lot of people like back, that. Yeah. Back with Dave Muncie right here at Rosie on the House. The Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Time for our Arizona State Park Pass giveaway. It's a text contest. You text 411923, true or false. Artifacts found on the rim country indicate civilization that predates the extinction of the woolly mammoth. True or false. Text that to 411923. And at the end of this programming segment, we'll pick a, uh, a random right winner and send you two passes to Arizona State Parks. Good for any of the 35 Arizona State Parks, including Tonto National Natural Bridge near Payson, although it's closed due to the fire, which I'm glad to see that's uh, pretty much done. 194 square miles gone. Good. Wow. <laughs> It's the fourth largest fire, I think I said. I yeah. think I was saw. it up to fourth? Fifth yeah. was last I saw. And uh, from a campfire. Romy, your questions are always so hard, especially <laughs> for seven o'clock, man. <laughs> on Saturday. But there's still a lot of other great things to do around uh, the Payson area as it relates to state parks. They tweeted out a link this week that was great things to do in Arizona. It talks about all the different things along the Verde River you can do. So, four one one nine two three, true or false? There are indications artifacts that put civilization in the rim country predating the extinction of the woolly mammoth put your thinking caps on all right and again welcome back we're here with rosie on the house with mr dave muncie mr dave of course you're known as the iconic weather anchor for fox here in the valley but you're also known for your water safety program mm -hmm. and campaign that it almost goes back to your start. Yeah, uh, 38 years. We, yeah. Did it, we did it for 38 years. Uh, the campaign was started, <clears throat> excuse me, when we, uh, we lost a young man up in Minnesota. Uh, his name was Timmy, uh, Timothy Wimmer. And uh, he was uh, with his family at the lake in the summer. But it was a cool day. And, and people weren't dressed to swim. Nobody thought that anybody was going to swim or that anybody was going to go in the water. And uh, Timmy was on the dock, playing on the dock. And uh, uh, they found him in the water later. So Ugh. it was just one of those things where, uh, you know, a classic case of uh, a lot of kids and not enough uh, supervision, not enough adults around. Somebody missed missed him from you know watching where he was yeah. you know the the thing is is 69 percent of children that drown in swimming pools were not expected to be at the pool that day and that was kind of the case with timmy they just didn't expect anybody was gonna really be down by the water and so uh, now at that um uh at that home it's life jackets for all kids at all times 
no matter what. And that's what we that's what we really uh, uh, tell people uh, that they should do. You should always have a life jacket on a swimming child or a non-swimming child if you're going to be around water, whether it's the pool, a lake, a river, a stream, uh, whatever. So, uh, but that's what got us involved in it 38 years ago, and we still, I still do it, still speak on water safety, and uh, we'll, we'll, it'll come to any group, do anything with any group. So, and the right life vest is important. There was a example where my daughter was two we had a life vest on her and she was only in about four inches of water this pool had a very large first step so it was almost like a play pool for the kids went over face first and because of the way the life vest was could not pick herself up Yep, my fault. U.S. Coast Guard approved <laughs> life jacket. There are several varieties. You can find all kinds of varieties. You're not locked into one type of a life vest that they have. Uh, there are many, many, many devices. We could talk for an hour on devices that they have uh, to uh, protect your children. Uh, I always say I know two things about water safety. Number one, if you lose a child, you don't get them back. Number two, if you watch them, you won't lose them. And And that watching thing is so important and not multitasking, you know, and you just have to be on deck with the kids. How many summers did we spend with the kids in the pool and you'd be tempted to get up and do something else or answer a phone? And we didn't used to have the cell phones, but now mom's face is in the in the phone and you you just have to commit yourself to this is what i'm doing for this time when they're it's, in the water it's always something unnecessary yeah. it's always something unnecessary I'm, i've had so many mothers say to me i i had a mother tell me once she said dave i have prayed for 10 seconds back in my life i oh, pray and pray oh, for it man. and then she said you know one day i realized i had that 10 seconds and i blew it And that's what it is. It's these just couple of seconds where you turn away, you make what we call a fatal mistake. And uh, uh, it could be any of us too. I think that's what we need. Therefore, the grace of God God go I. Absolutely, it happens to. I had a gentleman that lost a child. It was a yard drowning. It was a child playing in the yard that got its face down in a sprinkler, and the mom and dad were right there on a blanket having a little picnic. And he was, this person was extremely wealthy, not very wealthy, extremely wealthy. And he went around the world trying to find a cure, find, trying somebody that could bring his child back because this child was brain damaged. He didn't die. And he told me, he said, no amount of praying and no amount of money brings him back. More with Dave Muncy here at Rosie on the House. And the answer is true. Archaeological artifacts do indicate civilization on the rim country that predate the extinction of the woolly mammoth we'll pick a random right winner and send you two tickets to arizona state parks the rosie on the house arizona hour driven by sanderson ford the first usable auto road into the rim country was the Apache Trail a direct result of the construction of Roosevelt Dam? But it wasn't until 18, no, I'm sorry, 1958 that they got pavement. Oh, I believe that. Well, we got here in 65 and I-17 wasn't even done. You had to leave I-17 and go around Black Canyon City. That would be some bumpy rides. <laughs> oh, man. In those old cars. It would. Folks, we're here this morning talking water safety with the water safety official spokesman of the state of Arizona, Mr. Dave 
Muncie. Again, Dave, thanks for joining us to cover this important topic. It's not our intent to be a downer here this Saturday morning, but with the swim season just launching off here, we wanted it to bring it top of mind to everyone. You know, I'll tell you just a quick story. When I started the program 40-some years ago now, the um, some of the people in management came to me and said, we don't want you doing this. You're scaring people. And I said, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. And we had kind of a go around about that. But it, it took them a little while, but they finally got on board with it. But yeah, you're right. It, it's not a happy subject. It's uh, uh, unless you're talking about saving a child yes. uh, rather than losing one. Well, you did some creative things to get the message out. Stickers. Oh, yes, we did a lot of those. And before you wrote your book, you said you were an author because you'd written four coloring books for kids. And uh, We did six. Yeah, yeah we six had six, six coloring books that yeah. we wrote. So I published uh, six coloring books before I wrote the book Muncie Business. Yeah, we tried to do things. The stickers were really in. And I would give the kids a sticker I would put on their shirt, and then I would rip one off and not take it off of the paper and say, put this on the refrigerator when you get home. And mothers were coming up to me for years going, I got one of these stickers on my refrigerator. It's been on there for 10 years. And I would always say, you've got a really good refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) So, But yeah, we got those stickers out. Kids love stickers. We had the coloring books, but we had a problem because our crayons kept melting. That was our... (laughs) We were giving coloring books out without crayons after a while. But we handed out probably a a half a million stickers and over 600,000 coloring books. Wow. Thank you for that. I just wanted to wrap this topic up with a couple things. Again, there but the grace of God go I. It could happen to any of us. And the guilt that you would feel afterwards is overwhelming. Um, I think it's important for people to know they've come out with some new CPR regulations saying that you don't have to do the breath. You can just do chest compressions. But if you have a drowning victim, you have to be able to know CPR with the breaths and the compressions. So if your mom or person who's around kids or anybody, you should have CPR. And then just watch your kids. And we always recommend putting a CPR chart in the pool area just to give you a reminder of what to do and how to do it. And you should also have important numbers in mm-hmm. the pool area as well. True. All right, Dave, let's switch the subject a little bit, because the other thing that you're as well known for, of course, is weather forecasting. And I have to ask you, you know, I've been here since 66, and I don't know that I can remember. We have had some nice springs in the last 10 years. I'm going to say we've had four or five nice springs out of the last decade, but I'm not sure any of them were this nice, where the 100 degrees held off for so long, and we had so few warm days coming into the middle of July. Where could I go to test my memory as to whether I'm just remembering it wrong, or yes, that's in fact the case? Well, if you go way back, I mean, if you go back 30 years, When I first started working here, uh, I started working here about 42, 43 years ago. And when, in, in those days, everything was exactly as it should be. We had these wonderful winters. 
where we had just this beautiful weather all the way through. When June came, we had this very slow warm-up, and uh, it would be about the middle of June we'd start hitting the 100-degree temperatures. We might hit one in April or May, but it would back off again. And then all of a sudden, those temperatures started warming up earlier and earlier and earlier. And so now, after all these years, you get a really nice May and you get a really nice June, and everybody's going, oh, this is just the most wonderful— it used to be that way all the time. That's the way it used to be. And uh, so what, what you were doing is you were, you were kind of looking at a, it was a remembrance uh, 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 spring that we had this year. It's the way it used to be. And your, your temperatures would be back and forth in the month of June. June, of course, is your hottest month. So it is unusual to see these things back off of the 100s in June. And that I, I have to say, I enjoyed it as much as everybody oh, else man. did. But I wasn't in the weather center, so I don't know what the statistical data was. I didn't, I don't know what when the first high degree uh, 100 degree temperature came or all that if i yeah. were working i would know all that you're yeah, not right. still glued yeah. to all those numbers yeah. Huh? Yeah, well, no, you know, you're the other a break. Night, the other night my uh, my mother-in-law called and my wife and i were in a restaurant and she called from north dakota and she wanted to know if there was a storm coming so i looked on my phone to look at my radar and the guy next to me said you mean you don't know that by heart anymore and i said no i <laughs> i don't i don't follow it as much as i should and i mentioned that to to some friends the other day i said i don't know the weather every day i should i mean i used to know that everything. surprises me yeah you I, but i bet you still catch yourself throwing your eye to the sky oh i still do that yeah. you know um you get up on the roof of the house with a microphone and just you bet yeah i mean <laughs> some of the old timers back in my hometown of jamestown north dakota when they found out i was doing weather i would be home on vacation and they would say you want to know the weather you look yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> and that was the way they always knew the weather you just look up yeah and i would imagine jamestown north dakota Big sky country. I mean, you can see horizon to horizon. Oh yeah, you can see. You can uh, see something coming from. You can a long see ways quite off. a bit. You can see something for quite a ways. You bet. Oh man! Now, where did you get your first interest in in meteorology? Well, I, I guess I would have to say growing up in North Dakota. It wasn't necessarily an interest in meteorology. It was an interest in the weather. And, you know, weather in North Dakota changes every half hour. And so, especially in the summertime. And one of the things that I, you, you forget about is, you know, weather in your home state when you move away. But I got caught in a rainstorm the last time I was back there. And I forgot how hard it rains. I mean, it just about washed me off the road. I had to pull over and stop driving for a while. And it was that was just kind of a normal downpour. So it's it surprised me as to how harsh the storms are back there because you forget. And I haven't been back for a winter storm for years, and I I, <laughs> I don't intend to. So I mean that's that's the tough stuff. That's the they had a guy that lived on the North Dakota South Dakota border, and they surveyed his land, and they went up to him and they said, Sven, we just found out that from surveying that you don't live in North Dakota, you live in South Dakota. And Sven said, Oh, thank God for that. I don't think I could take another one of them North Dakota winters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You will be at this year's Pace and Book Festival. I will be. I'll be speaking as well. We'll be. Uh, I'm going to speak at 9.15. I'll speak from 9.15 until 10. I'll be talking about my book and how I wrote the book and some of the problems I ran into with it and uh, just some general things, and then we'll be taking questions as well. You know, it was really funny when you were talking with Rosie before the beginning of the broadcast. Uh, I just had this 
conversation with our team, you know, everything we do revolves around word count. And depending on what platform you're going to, will determine your word count. For 60 seconds of radio, we want at least 130 words. For 30 seconds, you know, you want it down under 70. For blog articles on the website, you don't want to go over 500 because the scrolling goes too long and it doesn't get read. You were coming in here talking about 120,000 words that you were trying to get, (laughs) that your publisher wanted you to get under 100,000. That's right. It was 126. We actually got it down to 118. And uh, one other thing about water safety, just to jump back in there, it is the largest chapter in the book. I cover just about every question that anybody ever had. I talk about the good parts about the program and there were some bad things as well. Yeah, I, I, People didn't realize I got a lot of hate mail over the water safety program. Ugh, you wouldn't think that you would, but, but I did. And I explain that uh, in the book. And the book, Muncie Business, is basically an autobiography of it's, your career here in the Valley it's in the a, radio and TV industry. It is a, it's a, uh, an autobiography of my 42 years in Phoenix, in radio and television, and the time and places that I, were, that I went to to get here. You know, it's really an opportunity because, Dave, you're an award winner in many areas. And um, the Key Journalistic Societies Award. Yes. And um, Silver Circle. Let's see. You're a member of the Silver Circle. And you've got, you earned that award. And a lot of the authors at the Payson Book Festival are award-winning. Romy, you put on here about the inductees for the um, Arizona Music and Entertainment Hall of Fame on Tuesday. Some of these people are also at the book festival, including Bob Bozbell, Marshall Trimble, and, um, and others. So, you know, it's, it's really a great opportunity to meet some really wonderful people and wonderful authors if you take the time to get up there on the July 20th. Arizona is loaded with authors, very talented authors. And one other thing that I want to mention about all of the book festivals, but also Payson, is there are so many children's books. Bring the kids. There are a lot great. of children. Get the kids reading. It's so important that children read. Great point. And when you attend the festival, you'll be able to buy the book. Absolutely. How If you can't make the festival, how could someone get the book? Muncie Business is available on Amazon.com. It's available on Kindle. It's available at both Changing Hands bookstores, and the books in Changing Hands are all signed. It's also available at Sibley's West in Chandler. Oh, okay. And if you're taking an exotic vacation, it's available in the Dakota store in Jamestown, North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about wall drug? I, I can make no, it. To, <laughs> I could get it in there, I'm sure. I bet you could. Well, the reason, the real reason we haven't been to the festival, Dave, is because I hardly have a place to live anymore. Rosie is a huge book collector, so thank you for the book that you brought. But if You're I welcome. let him go, we're going to be taking a wheelbarrow. Yeah. I'm well, sure. that's good. Yeah. We, the, the, you know, a lot of people come up and buy a lot of books. And, and, and I mentioned Bring the Kids. It's because I see so many kids, especially at the Payson Festival. People bring the kids in, and the kids like to look through the books and pick up a couple while they're there. It's funny scrolling through it, just all the names that I really don't know who they are, but I just remember hearing them from driving around with dad going to all the different construction sites. KTAR would always be on and uh, Preston Westmoreland was on air. I mean, I'm scrolling through here. I see Jude LaCava. That was a name I heard. Ron Bergamo. I mean, the names, I, I probably couldn't tell you exactly who they were, but 
just names you constantly heard in that time frame. People that have read the book have referred to it as a history book of a certain period yeah. in Phoenix and in broadcasting. And that period is basically the period from when the microwave and the satellite trucks first got here and took us out of the studio, put us in the city and in your backyard. How cool. <laughs> well, I know you brought this copy for Dad, but he's going to have to arm wrestle me for it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm real lucky. The book has now just been put into my high school library in Jamestown. Oh, cool. And it's also in the Alfred E. Dickey Free Library in Jamestown, North Dakota as well. So people can now go check it out. It's kind of fun. Very good. The Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. During the 1980s, the amount of cattle, sheep, and goats started causing erosion enough that they formed the Tonto National Forest. Sheep were were limited to just driveways. Goats were completely eliminated from the forest, and cattle ranchers had to operate under a certain uh, acre per cattle head. And that's not the only reason that the Tonto National Forest Tonto National Monument uh, was started, but it was also to reserve the Salt and Verde River watershed. And I do have a correction. Uh, I said the Tonto Natural Bridge was closed. You may want to look it up. (laughs) This press release is the Tonto National Monument that's closed because of the fire. Uh, I think the Tonto Natural Bridge is open. Well, go to ArizonaStateParks.com or gov, and they have a great website tells you everything that's yeah. Happening, and they do have fire stage one fire restrictions, so you can't have a campfire. Good should be obvious. Yes. You, you shouldn't need Good a stage thing. one restriction for that. <laughs> you had mentioned the uh, Arizona Music and Entertainment Hall of Fame. We'd put that in because they just had their inductee ceremony last Tuesday, which brought in a lot of what they call the '90s Mill Avenue scene, uh, the Gin Blossoms. Dead Hot Workshop, I'd never heard of them. Pistoleros, Meat Puppets, but Robert Klein and the Peacemaker, or in the refresh, Robert Klein of the Refreshments. That was one album that Shorty used to keep that thing on loop. I probably couldn't tell you a single song, but if it was played, I could probably sing every lyric for you. And uh, that was something neat looking at. I, I really didn't know we had that Hall of Fame museum. You'd mentioned Bob Bozbell, uh, one of the locals, Al McCoy, uh, Pat McMahon, Ray Odom. Uh, many of those have been on the broadcast. And but, Marshall, of course. Yeah, Trimble. yeah you had yeah. mentioned him. Yeah. And, uh, some bigger names on there. Would you have guessed Dick Van Dyke in the Arizona Music and I Entertainment Hall he, of Fame? Didn't he live here or did? Did. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke, when he did the new Dick Van Dyke show on CBS, uh, had a home here. It was shot here at Studio. Up close uh, to Carefree, uh, right? Carefree, Carefree. Van, yeah. Van Dyke Studios. And, yeah. Steven Spielberg was on the list. Stevie Nicks. Tanya Tucker. Rex Allen, Rex Allen Jr. Marty Robbins, Glenn Campbell. And you don't get any bigger than Waylon Jennings. True. But got to be Alice Cooper in there somewhere. You better put Alice in there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> or I'm Dirks. Sure he's in gotta there. have Dirks. Yeah, Dirks. I don't yeah. know that he's been in yet. I don't think he's, he's too got young. In yeah. He's only my age. He's getting there. <laughs> yeah, I think you need gray hair before you can get inducted now. Oh, okay. I, had a I, list, don't, I don't oh. think uh, I don't think Klein's got gray hair though. I don't think so either. <laughs> I had a listener call. This one's for Dave. Do you remember a gentleman by the name of Art Brock at KPH Show? Oh, sure. Oh. Yes. No, Art. <clears throat> remember Art real well. Uh, Art was at Channel Five. 
And um, uh, when he retired, um, I think Art drove a school bus just for fun. You know, he, he liked for fun? kids. Well, <laughs> you know, he, he didn't need to. He wanted, yeah, he loved cool. kids. He loved being around kids. But yes, I remember him very well. He, he, he was uh, very well at his craft. Well, growing up here watching news in the 60s, my favorite was always Ray Thompson. Yeah, Ray with the red tie. Oh, man, yeah. with the red. And it was always, um, the re- it wasn't the rest of the story, uh, but he had he had a line similar to that. Yeah, the, he had a the little last catch page line or that he said, like that. Yeah. yeah. Ray Thompson, boy, he was always the, the steadfast face of Arizona news in the 60s for me anyway, growing up. Well, Mr. Dave Muncie author of Muncie Business, and uh, now retired weather anchor. Uh, you'll be at the Payson we'll be Book at the, Festival. We'll be at the Payson Book Festival on the 20th of July. I think you said 9 to 3.30. That's right. Uh, at the Matazel Casino up there, right as you come into town. And, um, you know, kind of check me out. I'm around. If you need a water safety speaker, I will speak to any group, any size. I once spoke to one person. Uh, that, that one person showed up for one of my speeches years ago. And uh, I'll tell you, when you give a speech to one person, you'd better have good jokes. Yeah. <laughs> because it's awful silent in that it's room. a little intense, yeah. yes. <laughs> but yeah, we will, uh, you can get a hold of me on Messenger. And I'll give you a phone number here as well. Uh, if you're looking for a speaker, 480-329-6817. I'll give you that one more time. 480-329-6817. You can contact me there for your uh, speaking uh, for a speaking engagement. Uh, I do a very good water safety speech, and I do a speech on the book as well. Very good. And the book's been out how long? Book's been out for uh, a year now. We, okay. we published on June 8th last year. Okay. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It well, was wonderful. Th- thank you for all you've done on this particular topic of water safety throughout the state of Arizona. And I'll leave you with this. Watch your kids around water. There you go. <laughs> Very good. It's Rosie on the House. This is our Arizona staycation hour. Wherever you're going this summer, I'm sure on your staycation is probably going to be including a little bit of a jump into a pool at somewhere, some point in time. And uh, we hope this just burns one more impression in the back of your mind to remember uh, just, you know, how, how fast it can all go south. And uh, Dave Muncie had given an example earlier that of a parent that said, I wish I had that 10 seconds back, and then they realized they had that 10 seconds and just blew it. There's no no reversing that. So wherever you go, enjoy the water. Have fun. There's a lot of great memories. I, I couldn't imagine growing up in Arizona without water or how different our summers would be. And, you know, I've got four kids now, and that's the first thing we're looking for. Where's the water? <laughs> when we're planning our camping trips, where's the water flowing? Where, where are we going to get to the mountains and enjoy a stream or a lake or a fish? So enjoy it. Have fun. Be safe. And stay tuned. We've got our outdoor living hour coming up. It is the 1st of July. So we've got farm fresh beans this month. Julie Murphy with the Arizona Farm Bureau will join us in studio with the local Arizona farmer who grows pinto beans. Uh, and then our topic of the week this week is the garage doors. So, all here at Rosie on the House. <laughs> 